Welcome to Worldwide Wrestling of the World! How are you? I am Dr. Worm. You might be noticing something a little different with the podcast. We've gotten rid of the headlines. You asked, and we listened. So, they're gone. Keep those suggestions coming to us. We want to make this the best darn podcast out there. You can send us messages on Twitter or Instagram at LegitWWW. And if you enjoy our podcast, give us a rating or write a review. It really does help. And with that, let's get into the highlights from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. After a few months off, Worldwide Wrestling of the World came back in its typical, controversial fashion, implementing rules for the out-of-touch and poorly named Power Bottom segment. As you may recall from last season, Assistant Chairperson Angelo Nardelli seemed to come up with a good idea in keeping stats on all the wrestlers. However, he flubbed it by calling it the Power Bottom. This is what the WWW management decided to dub the lowest ranked competitors as a way to quote-unquote motivate them to improve. The wrestler with the worst ranking is forced to square off with the highest ranked wrestler. That's how things started off this week on Monday Night Ignite, seeing bottom ranked Grady the Johnson Johnson struggle against top ranked Joey Pepperoni. To make matters worse for the Johnson, Joey Pepperoni was accompanied to the ring by someone we've never seen before, but who wasted no time grabbing the mic and introducing himself as the next big thing. Hey, I tell you what, you've seen my brother-in-law Joey Pepperoni here, and yeah, he's pretty good. All right, but you just wait until I step in the ring and give you what you really want. I'm here for all you uh, common folk, the everyday Joes, not the pepperoni Joes. I'm the people's meat. This right here is the people's meat. And I'm here for you every single day. You can call me Tony. Tony Baloney. Joey Pepperoni seemed completely indifferent to all of this, to the point where we wonder if he even likes his brother-in-law. Tony Baloney stayed out of the match, for the most part. He did try hyping up the crowd. Hey, you ain't seen nothing yet. You don't know who my main man Joey Pep is, but I do. But the Midwest audience just didn't seem to care about the New Yorker at all. Look at this guy over here. Look at him. He's this big freaking stud. While Joey Pepperoni had no trouble quickly disposing of Grady the Johnson Johnson by himself. Oh, look at Tony Baloney just couldn't stop himself from getting involved. Hey, ref. Yeah, I'm talking to you. What am I, a jerk? Ref. 
Tony distracted the ref to allow Pepperoni to pull some uncooked bucatini from under the ring and beat down the Johnson. As predicted, Joey Pepperoni came away with a win, and what seems to be a new manager, or maybe he's Pepperoni's escort? It's hard to tell at this point. He's got muscles on top of muscles. Look at that meat right there. Don't you want to grab a piece of that? You know you do. Look at this guy. The second match of the night was another example of one-sided wrestling, seeing the newly crazed Duke Wellington ripping apart Bill Buttercup. Ever since Duke's untimely injury over 10 weeks ago at the hands of Berserker, he hasn't been himself. Instead of his usual patient, technical approach to a match, he is now rushing right in and exhibiting unadulterated aggression. He wasted no time breaking down Bill Buttercup, culminating with a welly stomp right to his face. The new attitude of this belligerent Duke Wellington drew heat from his longtime fans, the wellies, who aren't used to this behavior. He may have won the match, but he isn't winning over any new fans, that's for sure. He's just so awful. I, I, I can't get behind him. You're the only person that wants to see him wrestling at all. I mean, ever. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, of Bill Buttercup. I think we're, I think we're getting a phone call. Is this, what? Yeah, we're getting a phone call here. Um, all right, put it through. Hi, you're on the air. You've got me out here on the wop wops, eh? Well, wrestling this airy fan or Bill Buttercup. Well, well I should be contending for the top title spot. That match was a piece of piss. No, 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 see, you and don't. this booking is mounted. You um, expect me to continue in the company like this? You're taking the piss, mate. Well, you not... better give us a top title shot, or I'm going to bowl round to your studio um... and have a shawn with the two of you. He knows that we don't make the matches, right? This is just a podcast. Well, I don't know. We have nothing. We don't do any of the booking. But uh, here we are. We finally got to see some good wrestling last night in the form of a tag match where the former title hopefuls Rancho Randos squared off against the Baker Boys. The Baker Boys are fun to watch, but have been relatively untested here in the WWW. Their two wins come against the Time Killers via disqualification and American Cream, a couple of real idiots. Rancho Randos, on the other hand, have scooped up some important wins, including against the current champs, Trace Hombres. They've also only been dealt two losses, each from the Trace Hombres. This was a great match, as both teams were fighting to show that they deserve a shot at the title. The Baker Boys can either be sluggish and boring, or incredibly creative in their tag moves, and we were lucky to have the latter for this match. They kept up with the fast-paced Rancho Randos, kicking out of pins and creating some near-falls of their own. In the end, Duff and Muff Baker from Drury Lane came away with the victory, after putting the dank deathlock on a Debo sunspot and getting the submission. Uh, sorry, Dr. Worm, to cut in, but um, I'm seeing some reports that uh, Muff Baker, or was it Duff? I don't really know. He had some sort of sing-songy promo at the end of this match? <sighs> yeah, just just listen to it for yourself. It's, it's a thing. Okay, roll the tape. No. Okay, roll it. Two dipshits in the baker shop Couldn't escape the dank death lock Poor Debo Sunspot had to submit Baker Boys made Rancherandos look like shit. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on the trials and tribulations of life as a WWW signee. Hey everybody, I'm backstage here with Mike Moore. Mike, welcome back to the podcast, Hello. man. 
It's ridiculous. It's just wrapping this up. Manana. All right. Hey, what's up, Scabs? Hey, Mike Moore. It's been it's been a while, man. It's been a few months. Um, uh, it hasn't been that long. Right, what have you What have you been up to? What's uh, How have you been keeping yourself busy these uh, since WWE? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so like I don't know. It's like it's like how you see things, you know. Like it's how you it's how you do stuff. I feel like you know. I just like was this like good guy, you know, like wrestling and like Michigan or whatever. And then just like, I just like saw things differently. And I think it's from a man, you know, the boom, you know, him as Roshan boom. I'm kind of calling him the boom these days. It's just, you know, it's a kind of an inside joke. That's what I was texting him waiting on the response. I was like, you know, anyway, it's like totally inside, but whatever. So, so you're like, talking about Roshan boom, your tag team partner of American. Cream. Everybody knows that. Okay. So anyway, I've grown up a lot. You know, this was a big summer. I was going to Arby's a lot, like by myself. And just the, this guy had like, he'd like whistle and be like, yo, he's like intimidating, but like cool. And I was like, that is something that's pretty awesome. Tell me more about this guy. He seems like a big influence on you. Yeah, it was like him and his crew. They had a cool car and just like they'd get the five for five. If you don't know what the five for five is, it's like five roast beef sandwiches for five bucks. So it's like makes sense. And like just this one day, I was like walking past him. One of the guys was like, got more. You know, I kind of stopped. This was the old me. I was like, yeah, what's up, man? And and then uh, the big guy just like kicks the chair out and he goes, sit down. Hmm. I'm just like a different person now. So like, you know, we start hanging out and they like, they lift weights and stuff like that. But they like work for this landscaping crew just like in the neighborhood. And so like they're there. So now when I go to Arby's, right, I was like there like the other day, I went through the drive through and she was like, you know, you'd be interested in our shamrock shake. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know, that's what you say back. You're like, no, like, no. So she gets me, you know, the five for five, because I'm going to go bring it over to the dudes. And I'm going to not going to say their names because like, you know, respect. So I got the five and then, you know, I got five drinks and, you know, I, I didn't specify the size, but she got them all larges, but she like charged me for mediums. You went back and, and let her know that you, you got the wrong size drink then. Yeah, okay, uh, Mark Twain, you know, who would do that? I think any decent person would say that they... Maybe know. a long time ago, but I was like, so sweet. Just like from those days, like everything's different. Not the good guy. I don't want to be like lame, but I think like the attitude and the vibes just like it ripples out, man. Got my oil change the other day. It's like, whatever, you know, it was like easy just to drop it off. Just like on Facebook now and just like, it's really cool. So this is sounds like a, you know, you, it sounds like you're coming into your own a little bit. You really seem to have taken to these random guys that you met at Arby's. Hold up one sec. Yeah, it's the boom. We're making up later. So what else has been happening then, I guess, and we'll call it the summer of yeah, more. Shoes are black now. So an outfit change. I really. mean, like, and, yeah, I'll stop you, you there. Do... So it's like, you know, a black headband is pretty cool. I saw Rambo first blood part two and I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, yes. Right. I got a black tank top. You know, my onesie's black with like a white trim. For those not watching it on our broadcast and just listening to the podcast, Mike Moore a few months ago was clean shaven. Uh, he seems to now be sporting a uh, handlebar mustache. Is that the influence of the Arby's guys? Give, Mike? Him, give um, cause the, um, say that one more time. I'm gonna nail it. Watch this. A couple months ago, 
Mike Moore was clean shaven and now he's he's sporting a, a handlebar mustache. Um, is that through the influence of the guys at Arby's that you met? Mike? Gives the ladies something to hold on to. Hmm. As we know, wrestling is is very much tuned into the mentality of the wrestler, and it sounds like you are, have got it locked in. I mean, this is a totally different Mike Moore than, than who I talked to a few months ago, which is uh, fascinating, to, to say the least. Um, I'm just curious, how's your in-ring training going? It's like how you look at a push-up. You know, before I was doing a lot of, like, cross-training and tie bow, and it's just not really what you need doing a lot more hitting, you know, go picking back to the roots, you know, I'm a Spartan just with a different shell. This cockroach got a different shell, <laughs> right? So that's something that's amazing about me now. You know, it's like uh, Bob Dylan saying about the hurricane, you know, it's uh, just my job. I do it for pay, you know, and um, I'm trying to get some of that pay as well. Maybe Bob Dylan write a song about me, you know? So you feel like you are receiving the um, the best training you can get from Roshan Boom. There's no other person who could possibly no, be. No, uh, he's the best in the biz. I mean, also too, I'll say this: he couldn't train anybody else. There's there's a connection that's uh, like a life force. You know, I mean, I got a lot of videos and stuff I take while we're training, and um, you know, like last video I posted got like you know like 55 likes, and 5,500 likes well, is what you got from like like today it was 55. So tonight. You know, you be the judge, right? 55 people can't be wrong is like, you know, the saying goes. So like, I mean, like I couldn't pick another trainer. He couldn't pick another protege, I guess not to get fancy on you, but like there couldn't be another American cream. We're in it for the long haul. I've already um, got the license plate on my Miata. It says got cream. Don't have the space, but it's, um, you know, GTKRM and, uh, you know, and then like an eight that didn't come out as like I wanted because it looks like got cremate, but but uh, but in general, like you know, they see me and they're like Mike Moore, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Folks, Mike Moore, new attitude, new look, more or less. Mike Moore, everybody. We want to keep this podcast free for you guys, always. In order for us to do that, we have to have a quick word from our sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring us, visit our website at www.legitwww.com or send us a message on Twitter or Instagram at legitwww. We'll be right back. Well, hiya, sports fan. Bob Stanley here of Stanley Super Sports, your one-stop sporting goods shop located on Main Street. If you hit the new bridge, you've gone too far. If you're a sports fan like me, well, you're in luck because Stanley Super Sports supplies everything from kayaks, canoes, inner tubes, baseball gloves, baseball balls, football balls, basketball balls, golf ball balls, and more recently, soccer ball balls. So the next time you hear someone yell, game on, think of Stanley Super Sports on Main Street. It's before the new bridge. Now let's take a look at the developing news stories from the past week in Worldwide Wrestling of the World. Despite the extended hiatus due to the wild events at WrestleMania, attendance for this past week of Monday Night Ignite was through the roof. While we at the podcast were of course excited for the return of the WWW, we had concerns that everyday fans may have written the promotion off completely. Well, it turns out that when your main event of a hyped up pay-per-view is disrupted by the stadium literally collapsing and a mysterious government organization busting in, 
people get interested. Not only did this week's show in Boulder, Colorado sell out in record time, according to WWW insider Paul Pansia, the TV ratings were also at an all-time high. We'll just have to see if this is a one-time thing in anticipation of the WWW returning, or if the fan base has actually grown. WWW welcomed Jim Jones this week as a new wrestler and their first ever convert from the BFC, the Best Fighting Championship. He spent five years there while he still holds the BFC record for shortest loss. At his signing announcement, he emphasized he's a triple threat, experience in Keto, Taekwondo, and Germanic straight shooting. Jones says he's ready to finally bring real art to the art of wrestling and looks forward to teaching his fellow wrestlers the Taekwondo's and the Taekwondo's of competition. I mean, that's a great question. Sure, yeah. But, like, let me ask you a question back. Like, do you meditate? Because, like, I meditate all the time. And, you know, when I'm in my stasis chamber, you know, I'm thinking about when I was competing to be the best fighting champion. That was my goal. I set goals for myself every day. Get out of bed. That's a goal. I'm going to take a shower. That's a goal for me. I accomplish those goals. Do you accomplish your goals? I mean, if you don't, I think I think you should spend a little time meditating. You know, I, I'm not going to brag or anything like that, but I, I have all this knowledge in my brain. And, you know, I, I would be doing the WWW, the worldwide wrestling of the world. I, I would be doing it a disservice if, you know, I wasn't teaching the Taekwondo's and Taekwondo's to everyone. You know, that's, that's my gift. Hey, can I get a mushroom drink over here? We'll be watching him with great interest as he has a veritable cult of social media diehard fans who are also in his corner. He ended the press conference by sharing his love of the WWW and his excitement to take us all to Jonestown, which will raise some red flags in regards to his merch if they aren't careful. And now, a word from our sponsors. Freddy Fingers here from Fit Finger Gloves. With winter coming up, you want to be sure of where you're sticking your fingers to keep them warm. Come down to my shop on Main Street next to the sporting goods store to stick your fingers where it counts, into our handmade wool gloves. Can't make it to the shop? No problem. We'll let you stick your fingers into our products on your own time with our Fit Fingers Fast Home Fitting Kit. Use our custom finger fitting mold sent directly to you at no cost, send it back to our New Jersey warehouse, and we'll get right down to making your fit finger gloves. Remember, if your fingers don't fit into your gloves like a glove, then they aren't fit finger gloves. What's up, it's Mike Moore. You're listening to Worldwide Wrestling of the World. They're the one that gives me them fat-ass paychecks, you idiot. Like and subscribe, or don't, or whatever. Okay, wow, Dr. Worm, geez, what a uh, episode of Monday Night Ignite here. We're back, baby, yeah. I don't, I don't know, we're back, that's cool. We had a little bit of a hiatus here, uh, given the Wrestler Mania events of last season, thanks to Lanch. Um, so, but, I mean, things seem to be running smooth. I like mean, I said, the- we're back, like, this is it, we are back. They, they were so incredibly smooth, it makes me think we're at a different promotion. I was expecting things to go wrong non-stop. I was expecting Lanch to come out of the woodwork. I thought things would be falling apart at the seams. I thought there'd be no crowd. I thought the crowd would not be into it, but uh, it was literally just like old times. Feels good over here. Perfectly normal here. I've got the notes up. I've got the uh, cut to Frankie thing going here. Everything just seems as it used to be. It's just, it's wonderful. I'm sorry. You have a, you have a, you have a what going? A, a cut to Frankie? What is that? No. Yeah. You, you don't, 
you don't see that on your screen. I've, I've been seeing that for the past year. I cut to Frankie. You don't see that pops up every now and then. Cut to Frankie. I just kind of exit out. I think it's just one of those pop up things. I'm not really sure. Just you know, cut to Frankie. Cut to Frankie. You know. No, I don't. I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all. What does that mean? Hey guys, um, I think that's. I think that's about me. I'm. I'm Frankie. Uh, I, I've been here the whole time. I was just sort of. I didn't want to be rude, you know, so I didn't interrupt. But um, uh, like you're supposed to. I think it's supposed to cut to me. Is that a Canadian? Yeah, I think we've got Frankie Diamond of the famous Diamond family wrestling family out of Ontario, Canada. Uh, she trained with her father, brothers, and cousins in the infamous Diamond Mind. Ladies and gentlemen, she's Canadian. Frankie Diamond. Cut to Frankie. Thank you, guys. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I just, I didn't want to interrupt. And, um, you know, it's, it's rude. I, and, and part of me thought it might have been like a, a psychological thing. Like in the Diamond Mind, there was a lot of that that went on uh, in my childhood. So I thought maybe it was a, you know, you guys were trying to psych me up or, or out maybe. I'm not sure, but it's good to be here. Let me get this straight, uh, Frankie. You've been patiently waiting for an entire season of the podcast and um, it's because of Dr. Worm's incompetence. That- Wait a second. No, okay. Let's, 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 you know, let's hold up on the, the I word there a little bit. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's ease it up a little bit. All right. It's a synonymous mistake and you got a lot of screens going here. And, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm a goddamn worm. Okay. Like I'm not built for this sort of technology. So let's just, uh, let's just pump the brakes a little bit on the incompetence. Okay. There, Scabbard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm not, I, I think it's fine. I don't want to uh, make anybody feel bad or anything like that. And cut to Frankie, it could mean anything, right? I mean, I'm sure that's what Dr. Worm was thinking. I mean, it could mean anything, but it specifically meant cut to Frankie Diamond. We've got someone on the podcast here, Dr. Worm, who is of a storied wrestling family. And uh, we could have used Frankie's insight last season, but I digress. We're here now. Okay. Well, uh, great. Welcome, Frankie. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have been here. It's been really great to watch. And uh, I've been a fan for a long time of uh, Monday Night Ignite. And I was so excited to be asked to join the podcast a year ago. And now I'm really excited to get to talk. Uh, Frankie, since we've cut you off for the past year, I I do want to make it up to you a little bit. I thought it was a great show through and through. Okay, not really. But um, I want to hear your thoughts on this. We've heard a lot from myself and Scabbard. I want to hear what Frankie Diamond has to say about the first show of Monday Night Ignite. I thought it was great for a show back. I think the power bottom rankings match was um, was odd. Um, you know, Grady the Johnson Johnson's definitely a talent. Joey Pepperoni has been promising in the past, but the appearance of um, Tony Baloney was a little odd to me. That didn't quite work for me. Really excited to see more from Duke Wellington. He seems really to be sort of losing it, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. And uh, that's something we started seeing at the end of last year, right before WrestleMania. He just sort of went off the deep end with this berserker thing. And uh, personally, you know, I, I'm a Duke fan, but I more of a hater of Bill Buttercup than anything else. He's just a real big piece of shit. And just seeing Duke Wellington really tee off on this man made me real happy. I know Scabbard has a lot to say on the issue. He's his he's number one fan of uh, Bill Buttercup. So Scabbard, please go ahead and correct me, I'm sure. I'm not going to I'm not going to correct you, but I'm just I got I feel obligated to stick up for for Bill Buttercup. He's a legend in the business. I got to stick my my neck out for the guy, you know, as a as a fan of the business. My dad always taught me if you can't say something nice and you can't elbow someone in the face, then you shouldn't say anything at all. So I'm I'm going to refrain. I would love to elbow Bill Buttercup in the face, but I just don't have any elbows. 
Uh, Dr. Worm, listen, regardless of what you think of Bill Buttercup here, I think Frankie really hit on uh, the the key takeaway from this match is something seems off from Duke Wellington. He, he just seems a little different. That's 100% true. He's going off the deep end. I like to watch it. As different as he is and as something odd happening with him, we have to see something else out this Monday Night Ignite. And that was the news of a huge arrival here at the WWW. I'm talking Jim Jones, baby. Jim Jones from the BFC fame. Uh, Frankie, what can you tell us about Jim Jones? He claims to be an incredibly talented fighter, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more from him in the WWW. I'm hoping he can bring uh, a little bit more of that kind of cutthroat energy from BFC over here to WWW. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. He's he's kind of off the rails a little bit in his in his uh, thinking day to day, but boy, you know, does he know how to kick some ass? But I hope we can get an interview with him. I really do. Um, but this is a huge get for the WWW. I mean, this is a guy who has a unbelievable record in the BFC. Uh, This is a guy who's feared in that promotion, in that league as a legit fighter. You know, for him to just call it quits from the BFC and make his way over to the WWW, this is huge. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm hearing some rumors that he may have come over because he's, you know, maybe not as in his prime as he once was. And uh, there's some concerns and, uh, you know, people didn't want to fight him, not because they were afraid of him, but more they were afraid for him, if that makes sense. You know, he's been around for over 10 years now and and BFC is not some place that you can stay for a long time. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say, Frankie. I've I've heard these rumors going through the mill that he's not exactly in his prime anymore. He's taken a few hits to the noggin. Uh, He's drinking a bit too much Kool-Aid. And I, I'm, I'm happy that he's here. I think he's going to bring that name recognition, like you said, Scabbard. But I'm I'm worried about his health and his safety. I think when someone like Duke Wellington goes up against this guy, they're not going to hold anything back. You know, yeah, he's going to draw a crowd, but I just don't want him to die in the ring. I mean, listen, so he's had a few concussions, okay? He's out there training every day of his life. Yeah, he's taken a few bumps to the head. He might be, uh, you know, not in the best form for the BFC, but he's still an elite athlete, no doubt. I don't know how many concussions he's had. It's a maybe an alarming amount, but I trust his inner circle, if you will. I trust his his uh, tight pack of advisors to, um, to make sure that he's in fighting shape for the WWW. I hope you're right. I absolutely hope you're right. I'm, I'm excited to see more from him for sure. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, and then we also got to hear a little bit from Mike Moore. He did a nice little segment with him, Scabbard, and it sounds like he's back. I honestly wasn't expecting it. Uh, American Cream is somehow still a thing. It sounds like they may even have a match booked pretty soon, so not exactly looking forward to that, but I guess it's something that we'll we'll get to see. Yeah, I, I had a chance to sit down with with Mike as we as we heard uh, uh, earlier in the in the episode here. I don't know; it doesn't seem like the old Mike Moore, and I know he's said he's taken on a you know a new leaf and he's got a new attitude, new lease on life, if you will. Um, I'm really curious to see where this goes. He's got those three guys from Arby's that he's taken advice from, and uh, I, I'm hoping it translates to the ring, and I hope he doesn't get sidetracked. Yeah, I agree absolutely. I think he did. He definitely sounded a little bit more confident than we've heard him in the past. Um, excited to see if that is going to hold true or uh, if it's sort of just this this coaching he's getting out of Arby's, um, which, you know, I, I know they have the meats, but 
Uh, I don't I didn't know they had the wrestling knowledge, uh, but he, he, you know, whatever it takes is what I always say. Well, that's that's my concern is it sounds like he's getting more life advice from Arby's than he is getting professional wrestling advice. And I'm hoping that he doesn't go down a dark path. I'm really thinking that, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's just trying something out. I'm not sure. But it's definitely a new Mike Moore, and it's got another interview lined up with him in a couple of weeks, and and let's see what happens uh, from there. Yeah, really, uh, really looking forward to that. Um, that was a, a fantastic episode, though. A really great show tonight for Monday Night Ignite. I was happy with it. I know there were a couple matches that weren't weren't fantastic, but we got great news. We're back in business. The podcast is is better than ever. We got Frankie freaking Diamond here, for God's sake. So we are ready to rock and roll. And if you want to help us rock and roll, and make sure to give us a like and a subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review, because it, it really does help us out there, folks. I just want to say, uh, I want to ask, uh, Frankie, are you joining us for every episode of the podcast here? Um, I, I'm, or, or was this just the one the one shot here? I, I don't know. Dr. Worm's been getting all the messages, so I'm not sure if you're going to be your back next week, or how's that going to work? Yes, I was originally um, meant to be doing the, the news segments every week. Oh, oh. You know, it, it it was awkward. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I I I'm I'm happy to do whatever. But also, you know, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm, I'm planning on coming back every week and joining you guys. Scabbard, just just to be very very clear here, I'm pretty sure that you were the one that was starting off the news segment this week. So uh, yes, my screen's saying cut to Frankie, but if you know Frankie's here to do the news and you're starting the news, I'm just you know trying to be logical about this and say that uh, I might not be the only incompetent person here. Let's just say it was both of our faults. If we were to split it up into percentages, it's really like maybe 70% your fault, 30% my fault. But the good positive of this is we've got Frankie freaking Diamond doing the news every week I'll take it. for this podcast. And that, that I think, is the, is the real winner here, is we've got a grizzled vet who's given us the insight. So that's what I'm excited about. So really, like I said, it's about 80% your fault, 20% my fault, and we'll just kind of go from there and just call it a spade a spade, really. The math adds up. I think that's the catchphrase. The math adds up.